0: Up next on Inside the SCCA, a dream season for one of the SCCA's first families. On this episode of Inside the SCCA, we're talking with... One of the families in the SCCA who's been around for a very long time, been instrumental in many, many aspects of the club, and now they can add national champion to the title. Steve Introne, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm doing great, Brian. Good to talk to you.
0: That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. You are here with us this week, and uh, I really appreciate it. We are uh, here to talk racing. The season has started around lots of parts of the country, but you are up in the great Northeast and um, it's still just cold there, right?
1: You know, what's funny? It's supposed to be cold, but to be honest with you, I think it was 60 degrees today. uh, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous because the race season starts in six weeks and I still don't have a motor in the car. So a lot of work to do.
0: I got you. I got you. And now you've got like five cars, right, or twenty-five cars? What is it, 18? <laughs> 82 cars? Hey, you
1: gotta stop. You gotta stop talking to my wife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, every time Dude. I see you posting on social media, there's another car in the garage.
1: Yeah, the problem with uh, well, cars is a problem. Right. But being a Mini Cooper person, when you figure out these cars, you know, I knew nothing about them two years ago. All of a sudden, you start buying a bunch of them. So, I think I've got. Four, four right now. Um, but I think I bought seven over the last two years. So nice. yeah, it's
0: nuts. It's nuts. Nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, you and um, uh, Frank Schwartz, you're yeah. all, every time I want, you guys are buying new cars and...
1: He's a different level. He's a different level.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I, I'd have to go move or I'd definitely get divorced if I got anywhere near Frank's numbers.
0: There you go. So I start every show with uh, a simple question. And I know the answer to your question because I know your dad uh, knew your dad. And um, but my question is always, h- how did you get messed up in this crazy sport that we all love?
1: Yeah, it's uh, well, you know, the answer, right? I'm a second gen. It uh, I got my dad's blood mm-hmm. and, you know, my, my parents started out, um, I guess, before I was actually pretty, bo- pretty much before I was born. Yeah. it was around 1970 i was born in 71. you know my dad was always in the cars, always watched racing loved to go to racing but he you know he heard about this thing called scca and he got involved um and from that point on uh from a kid like a baby i was at the track you know my dad did a lot my mom and my dad both did a lot of flagging Mm -hmm. and the place i remember the most is a track out midwest called um, mid-america Oh, America Raceway it doesn't where, exist. Anymore. Where was that? St. Louis area. Okay. Yeah, it, it had trees right along the track, everything. But um, man, I, I could just remember being a little kid in the dirt roads playing with my cars. I do. That's like, that's a memory you don't forget. And, you know, when you're at the track all the time as a kid, it, it, it evolves over time, right? Right. I, right. I, remote control cars, you're out there playing with those. When I was old enough, I went in the timing and scoring. I think I was in eighth grade or something like that. Maybe it was seventh grade, you know, did some timing and scoring. When I got old enough, I was on the turns. Sure. You know, when I got old enough to drive, we autocross, and then we went racing, and it's all downhill from there.
0: Right, 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 <laughs> right. I, I I would be very surprised if if my dad and your dad never crossed paths because my dad's a Midwest guy, and uh, he got out um, – in the middle, in the early seventies, not long after I was born. Um, and, uh, you know, had that to have, had to have, a, had to have a, had to have a respectable job, you know, cause you had to raise a kid and have some money and, you yeah. know, r- racing wasn't quite as respectable back then. And, yeah, um, yeah. uh, you know, and then I, you and I crossed paths when I got to the Northeast, uh, I was li- w- living and working in New York city and, uh, I was, um, by that point in time, I was doing some driving. I was doing some working, a lot like you were. And um, they needed a, a flag chief in New York region. And someone looked over at me, and I was the only one smart enough, not, or not not smart enough to get out, you know, hide behind somebody. There like, is. you know, there's got to be somebody I could put behind, you know. Uh, I tried to hide behind G-Dub. There and um, that that was easier. Not, not as hard to be done. Yeah, there's, uh, there it is back there, the G-Dub Award. But uh, no, I, I, they they made me raise my hand, and and uh, I had to go up to race control, and and your pop was up there, and uh, he was one of the stewards, and and your dad had a great way of telling me I screwed up without telling me I screwed up. You know, he just kind of—I could just see him shaking his head, and I'm like, oh.
1: Yeah. I think he did that away from home because it was very clear when I screwed up at home. <laughs> well, I
0: wasn't his kid, so yeah, you know, fair he, he, he
1: practiced had, different.
0: Yeah. So but uh no it,
1: hey listen they um <clears throat> I didn't I didn't mention this, but one of the things that they so my father was in the Air Force, yep. right? He was an officer in the Air Force, a meteorologist, started, right? Yep, meteorologist he actually used to do the uh the weather for I was born in Florida. He okay. did the weather for NASA. Okay. At time, I was born in Patrick Air Force Base, he was doing it down in Florida, but then we moved to to the St. Louis area, uh uh an air base called Scott Air Force Base.
0: Right. Oh yeah.
1: That's that's when he got into it. And um the Thing that I thought was cool is they, they create their own quarter working crew. And um, they were called the Roadrunners. Okay, I, there, I still got stickers somewhere in my garage that say Roadrunner Quarter Crew, we stick out our necks for you. Oh,
0: that's and awesome.
1: Being in the Air Force, he, he he created this crew of people that would that so was like all his Air Force buddies, so they'd come in like groves of like 10-20 people and they would like own a couple turns. And people would wreck and they'd go out there, push them, and they'd slap a sticker on it. And, and there they go. Ah. It was kind of a cool, cool thing. Cool, cool tradition that maybe one day we could, we could reinstitute yeah. when, when I'm flagging again.
0: Cool. Cool. So at some point in time, you started driving. And yep. uh, I think it was uh, spec racer Ford was the first thing. Right? Or did you have anything before that?
1: I was autocrossing before that, okay. but yeah, my first road racing car was a spec racing Ford GT. Got it.
0: Got uh, it. Autocrossing, I'm guessing, because that was uh, better on the pocketbook to start with, right? Or is that just where you wanted to start?
1: Hundred percent. It, <clears throat> it was about money, right? Yeah. I, I I had a, an Eclipse Turbo, and um, you know, I just had to slap some magnetic numbers on it and get some DOT tires with an extra set of wheels and go do it. So, yeah, right. I did that about five years. Went to went to the Autocross Championships two years, one time in the Eclipse and one time in a Porsche 944. Great. A lot of fun, right? Yeah. You want to learn skills. It's a great intro to car control. So
0: uh, we just had Scotty B. White on, and uh, he uh, talked about how important he felt, not at the time, because, you know, you never think about these things when you're doing it, but looking back on it, how important autocrossing was for him when he got to the road racing side of things. Yep, And, um, you know, we, we've, we're we're at a place in this club where a lot of people are saying, you know, how do we convert autocrossers into road racers? And, you know, I'm of the opinion that we don't have to convert autocrossers into road racers. There's a place for everybody to do their thing. But if you want to be a road racer and you want to get quicker, faster to start as an autocrosser is not a bad way
1: to do it. Right. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. Right. Um, I mean, my plan was always road racing day one road racing, but when you can't afford it, uh, you start out in autocross and honestly you hone your skills at a respectable speed. Right. I don't know. When I was there, it was like 50, 60 miles an hour max, but you're like always on that edge and you're getting at every hundredth of a second. And I'll tell you that, that translated right in spec racer, right in spec racer. And they do spec racer 20 years you'd be shocked at how much that translates into whatever you're going to do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: There's so much I learned from having to learn how to learn a track fast because, you know, in road racing, even on your, uh, assuming your car doesn't break on most weekends, you get 40 laps to learn the track, you know, in autocross, you get one <laughs>
1: three three laps right i, I remember he got three runs
0: well you get three runs but you got to learn the track in the first run or oh else, yeah yeah or yeah. else you're not going to be fast in run number two and now can be a little bit faster in run number three so you know and, and road racing you can mess up half your laps and still run up front you know yeah, that's... And, and, and there's no perfect lap on a road you know in road racing in my opinion you know there's always yeah. there's always something in every single lap but you know, you have to get to the to the quick lap fast, really, really fast in autocross, and um, that kind of precision driving you can't really learn any place better than autocross.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a fair comment, right? You get you get to walk the track, right? And I think that that's an important part of autocross. But there's a lot of lot of thinking and memory in that, and and honestly, I think road racing is too. It just that thinking memory more comes back when you go back to tracks you haven't been in a while, right? Like it's. You know, I take video every track I'm at and I also take notes. I have a nice little Excel file and I do turn by turn about points where I'm going to be downshifting, where I'm going to be breaking, maybe how I'm going to enter or exit a turn. I look at the notes, I look at the video and instantly I'm back into the track when I, when I first show up. So those, those things are important. Those things are important. Do you
0: look at other videos before you go to a track you've never been to before? You you, you yes. hop on YouTube yeah. and well, find a similar car, hopefully, and and watch a couple of laps to give you an idea there. And do you do any sim racing?
1: I do no sim racing. Okay, no, I've not. I mean, my son has Xbox, right. And he, he whoops me every time when Formula One or whatever it is. He's sure. usually racing it, but I'll go do that. But not not true sim racing. Right. I, I, honestly, I just don't have the time. Yeah, my life's busy.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, because you've got two teenage kids,
1: three teenagers, three teenagers right? right? One, wow. one senior, two juniors. Um, I can't handle oh.
0: one. <laughs> huh?
1: I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't handle any. I, I got a good wife. I'm lucky, right? I'm, I'm the same. You know, I, I, I have a job. that I don't get home until like seven every day, right? right. So I'm just lucky. I'm fortunate, but right. you can imagine life is very busy with three kids, house, racing job <laughs> it's hard to add new things in if you're doing car stuff in my sure. mind it's just every weekend i'm in the garage
0: so what was that transition from autocross to spec racer ford like for you
1: that was a while ago i'll tell you um i'll tell you what i wasn't fast out of the gate i could tell you that much um i wasn't last place necessarily but right. i was definitely in the back half uh first going but that's probably more of just being scared of wrecking the car, right? I, I had nine—I'm 19, nineteen grand. That's what I spent on the first spec racer back in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and my budget—boy, talking about low budget. I think I was two hundred, either two hundred or two hundred fifty bucks a month. That was my budget. Wow. So if you add that up, that's like less than three grand. Uh, I, you know, you had, I had one set of tires I ran all year. I didn't know what the heck an alignment was. Didn't know how to do it. I, I knew that if I wrecked the car, I'd have to go fix it. So it's just—it was just like go out there, have some fun, but 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 don't go crazy enough that you're going to spend money and time to to, to do it again. Um, so the transition, no, I, I'd say the transition was pretty easy, but um, it is different because those higher speeds, uh, the the braking—it's it is different. I think where autocross helps the most is car control in the situations of a turn Okay. where you might be on the edge and, the, and maybe a small correction you have to do. Okay, That's where Autocross comes in. I don't think it comes in high-speed braking or anything like that. To me, it's the car control in the turns. That's just my opinion.
0: So if you have a $350-a-month a budget and that's what you're going to go racing on, uh, there's really probably few better classes to do that in than Spec Race or Ford because – um, and it, at that point it was already a Ford, right? It, it had gone beyond Renault. Cause when I did it, it
1: was a Ford at that point. I can't remember when they made the, the Renault change, but I bought it yeah. as a Ford.
0: What was your chassis number?
1: 492.
0: Okay. We had 425.
1: Oh, look at that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I uh,
1: spent, I'll tell you, I spent a lot of time on that car. 22 years. Yeah. My wife keeps telling me or tells everybody that we've never owned anything else that long. Yeah, Nothing. Even kids. That's true. right. Every car, I, my cars, they're like two, three years and then done. Cause I get bored and I want something different. So, uh, yeah, that was a big, a big change when we finally got rid of that car, but lots of memories, lots of memories.
0: So h- how many years was learning the car? I mean, obviously you, every time you step in a car, you learn something, but, mm-hmm. um, when you're first getting started, it's, it's a, a massive learning curve. Um, how many years do you think you were in it before you felt like you knew the car, you knew what it was capable of, you knew what you were capable of, and now you just have to hone yourself a little here, a little there?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I, I think I was comfortable after like, it sounds crazy when I say it's maybe four or five years, but got I remember I'm only running like four weekends, right? right? Small budget. But I'll tell you, the, the, there's, a, there's a significant point where things changed, And it comes down to, I hate to say it, a little more money, right? Yeah. Uh, as my career progressed, I could put more into the, the monthly budget. And when I first moved back, I was in Detroit. When I first moved back to New Hampshire for the New England area, 2005, where I got fast is I is I got connected with two other people, a guy mm-hmm. named Joe Wolf and a guy named Kevin Treveson. And two great guys, two great friends, and we used to paddock all the time. You know, uh, Kevin had kids, kids, wife, and uh, and fun stuff that would show up at the track, and we all just hung out together. But the thing is, is we talked right. and we learned, and all of a sudden, these step movements were made on on driving the car, and we all of a sudden got really fast. And um, at that point, I really learned a lot because I just. Something about talking to people and learning the lines, but then more the confidence went up. And when that confidence goes up, then it just translates across. And then, right. boom, after that, been fast sense. You know, you get your first win and then it, it just goes from there.
0: Where was the first win? Do you remember it?
1: New Hampshire. I I, I wish I remember what year it was. I'm thinking it might have been 2007, I think, but it definitely was New Hampshire, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. And it was with one of my, it was with Kevin Trefferson right on my butt all the way to the finish line and first guy out to, to jump and, you know, tell me great job and all that. It was, I love that, that New Hampshire track. I do. And I'll never forget it. We ran a, a configuration. that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, they, they, we ran, uh, the, um, chicanes in NASCAR one, two. Okay. You used to do like one day with it. And then one day you run the, uh, the NASCAR turns. but, uh, obviously with me, I was good car control. Um, you know, it worked in my favor. <laughs> yeah, the, the one time, yeah.
0: The one time I was at New, New Hampshire, they didn't use the chicanes. This was in the early 2000s. So, yeah.
1: There yeah. Was... And that turns scary, right? And again, it's all about confidence, but now I've got it down. Like, sure. Sh- almost full throttle through there, right? You're, you're going sideways, but that, that wall comes up so quick at the end. But um, I think mean, that some people don't like it. I get it. Some people don't like every track at some right. point. But what I love about that track is it's got, Two to three really good passing spots, and that's what's important to me on a racetrack. When you don't have good passing spots, I don't I don't enjoy those tracks as much. I call them driving tracks, right? So, I like to race, so, so. Um, you can do that at New Hampshire. Cool track, great facility too. Great facility. So, h- how many years in
0: before you got that first win? How many?
1: So I think it was two thousand seven. So if you think, oh, that's eight years. Okay. And
0: yeah. the, and and then how long from the first win to the second win? This is my favorite question.
1: Oh boy. It wasn't very far. Yeah. It wasn't very far. I might've won like two or three weekends later.
0: Once you, Uh, once you open that door, once you unlock the key, it's uh, it's, it, it then starts to come at you. Cause I think winning is in your head at some point as much as anything else. And you know, once you unlock that first win, I know it sounds silly to those who've never done it, um, but it you, you, you've got a, just a thing, you know, it's like I know how to win because
1: I've just yeah, done let, it. Me, let, me, yeah, let me tell you a big thing that I think I learned. I told you I hooked up with those two guys and we talked a lot. But Kevin was a fanatic on car car maintenance and prep and all that. And and that's a lost science that a lot of people don't understand the impact it makes. But he taught me a lot. Taught me a ton. <laughs> I'll never forget sitting at the Glen. He's sitting there working on his car. And he pulls out a set of injectors. He's putting injectors in. I'm like, well, "What's that? What are you doing?" I didn't know anything about. It. He's like, "Oh, I'm putting in new injectors. They're going to give me like a second I'm like, "Ah, come on." Yeah. We go out there. It's it a second, and I'm like, I hadn't touched my injectors for like seven years. And I'm thinking this guy's changing them out once or twice a year. So, it rap is huge. Well, and um, from that point on, I just continue to do small little tweaks in prep and setup that made huge differences. Well, and
0: prep is huge in Spec Racer Ford because a lot of the drivers you're driving against, they they are either renting a car from a prep shop or they leave their car at a prep shop. And yeah. it shows up at the track with all that stuff you're talking about done like it's magic. and And spot you're spot now on. sitting with three guys and you're kind of like your own little prep shop the three of you now, because right. you're able to say, Hey, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done that? Let's try this. Let's try that. So you're able to create your pseudo prep shop yep. without having that, you know, cause what is it? Is it motion dynamics up by you guys? Exactly. And they're exactly. great guys.
1: Sean with motion dynamics. Yeah. One of the, one of, if not the best CSRs, you know, in the United States. But uh, it's not 350 a, a weekend. Job. All these guys do too.
0: Yeah. It's not 350 a weekend to go with those guys. You nope
1: know. nope <laughs> i mean they're a business right they, they, they're a business and they, they got to run like a business but you're you're right right all the competition is getting some kind of prepped car uh whether they're setting the car up for that driver whatever they're doing right and and everything everything makes a difference inspector like rolling resistance you know how much brake drag it how, how cleans your your your, your mass airflow sensor right like your injectors how clean are they set up right right high i mean there's so much so
0: much yeah yeah no doubt at all no no doubt at all and um and when you think about it if it was 8 years to your first win just think of how much faster you might have gotten to that you should, uh, and i'm not saying to like be upset about it but no no i'm, I'm not as, I'm not as a pride me. standpoint you you might have gotten that first win a lot faster had you been with a prep shop but it's almost better that you didn't because what you did with the prep shop by not having a prep shop is helping you with what you're doing today with, yeah. with the mini
1: you got to learn it. Right. right. I, I mean, I mean, the reason why we were fast right out of the gate in B spec is not just because I have a mini Cooper It's right. because I had 22 years in spec racer racing against the best guys in SCCA
0: and doing all the work right? yourself.
1: Yeah. And doing all the work and understanding every hundredth matters. Yep. Yep. And yeah, That's 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 that gets you there. It's funny too. No one, no one, no one really understands when I say this. The Mini Cooper and the Spec Racer Ford don't drive that much different, which Mm. is so weird. Because one's rear wheel drive, high horsepower. One's front wheel drive, low horsepower. But all the tracks that I'm around here in the Northeast, the shift points are the exact same. Oh wow! Strangest thing. Yeah. Like I caught right into it, drove it just drove it not very much different, which is weird, and it worked right out of the gate. So.
0: All right, so this is a good place to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to go, well, kind of like, you know, like eight, before Christ, after Christ. So before many, after many, uh, <laughs> I think that's a good place for us to go here. Uh, Stephen, yeah, yeah. Introne uh, is my guest. He is the uh, current B-Spec national champion. How's that sound? You like the sound of that?
1: Oh, man, it, it sounds great. I only get to use it for like, what, six, six seven more months? Well,
0: no, <laughs> Well, you, unless you win again this year, you know, that's, that's a way to keep using it. So,
1: Trust me, we're going after it.
0: All right, so twenty-two years in spec racer Ford, you decide you're going to make a switch, and there's twenty-six other classes in the SCCA to choose from, and you went B-spec racing. How'd that decision yeah. come
1: about? You know, it's funny. It's not where I wanted to go. It was not. It. It's funny how that happened. So I, I'll be honest with you. About I'd say. Four years before I made the swap, I'd been thinking about changing classes. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd run a long time. I was fast as I was fast all around the area, the Northeast. Right, I had track records and, and a lot of the tracks, and I took a shot at the runoffs a couple of times. And did just okay, not not far enough up, and I was always at a disadvantage of being hundred pounds over, and it drove me nuts. I hated the fact that I was always a just being a big dude. Yeah, I, you know. I couldn't we, get we, the car down at all. I we mean, are just, men of ample girth. I, I knew I wanted to try something different and take a shot at the national championship. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's that's part of the reason I changed. And I was thinking of H production, to be honest with mm. you. I actually made an offer on a CRX and uh it didn't come through. I, I made a and lower. Stephanie offer said no. Person said no. And what's <laughs> funny is I think it was a car that used to be owned by Frank Schwartz or he used to rent it. I okay. can't remember. I think I'd reached out to him when I didn't know anything about him and asked him about it. But anyway, the offer didn't work. And I, I remember what happened. Uh, a couple of weeks after that, I was sitting in the uh, the paddock at Thompson Motor Speedway. We were drinking beer at the party <laughs> and um, I was sitting there with JB Swan. I can't remember who else was there. And we started to talk and somehow B-Spec came into the discussion. I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of want to do age production and Oh, someone said, yeah, I was thinking of getting a B-Spec. I was like, hmm, maybe a will go B-Spec. And if I don't like it, I'll convert it to an H-Production. And honestly, that is my, my long-term vision, is eventually to convert it. But uh, we started talking there, and all of a sudden, I looked into it, and, and I started asking around, and I started reaching out to some of the guys. I reached out to like, like Dave Daughtery, um, talked to him some, and then forever, I wanted to actually buy his red Mini Cooper that he had at Road America. And he he was kind of hemming and hawing whether he wanted to get rid of or not. And after like two or three months of that, season was about to start, right? It was like January, maybe, or February. i like, I didn't make a decision. And uh, I said, okay, I guess we'll try to build a car, which uh, (laughs) scared the crap out of me. I'm not going to lie to you. But um, a lot of people, V-Spec, Dave Dave Daugherty is one of them, really gave me uh, a lot of help. Um, and honestly, it wasn't that hard. Right. It wasn't that hard. You, you know, you reach out to the people and they'll, they'll give you the advice and, and, and oof, three months later, four months later, we got a race car.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I, always tell people to buy a car that's built, but I didn't do that. You know, my dad, when he switched out, he went to a CRX in it. And, um, I did a lot of the work on that car. And, um, and then we, you know, there, we, uh, there was Honda, um, um, King Motorsports was our kind of yep. mentors in that class. Yeah, yeah. And they told us what to get and what to put on it and did, did the internals on the engine and the transmission and stuff, but you know, still had to get the stuff in and out of the car and all of that. And um, while I always tell people to buy a car that's built, um, you you never know the car as well as you do when you build your own car.
1: You're, sp- you're spot on. You're spot on. The cheapest, fast, the cheapest and fastest way is to go buy a car. But When you build a car, you know everything about the car now. And that is a huge advantage, I think. Yeah. And uh, that, again, that was not my plan. That was not my plan. I just couldn't get the car I wanted, and he didn't sell it to me. So I was like, oh, crap. I guess I got to go build one.
0: So I always ask this question of someone who was in a class for a long time and then decided to switch classes. How long did you keep the Spec Racer Ford before you decided to sell it?
1: (laughs) That's, That's No, that's a great question because I was not ready to sell it. In fact, I was trying to figure out how to get the same paint job on the Mini Cooper as the as the uh, Spec Racer, but uh, after about halfway through the year, right, of beat Spec, first year, I I was undefeated. I was every place I went, I was getting a track record. It was fast. It was fun, and I said, you know what? I'm having too much fun. Let's sell it. That's fast. So, yeah, it was the same first year. Uh, within you know within five five months. I was ready to get rid of it. Well, that's just how you, because I was having fun and yeah. it was fast. It was good.
0: That's how you know you made the right decision.
1: Yeah, yeah. And honestly, here it is, two years later, right? National championship, third place, lots of track records, uh, lots of wins. I don't, I, I zero regrets. Um, you know, there's another factor to getting out of the spec racer too that that I haven't said yet. You know, they went to that transmission that just drove that was like my last straw. Mm. So when they went to that trans that, that new transmission, the SADEM that costs whatever, sixteen plus grand all installed. Right. You know, you're gonna build most of a good B spec with that. So right.
0: well, yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I'll I'll try not to I, I, I was really tempted to tell you to get rid of that Bruin thing back there. Um <laughs> being a Blackhawks fan. I was that this is hard for me, it, I'll be honest.
1: It, yeah, it, it can be hard for you, but you know, I'm just saying they do have the best record in the league. I don't know. Just <sighs> saying. Could be the year. Could be the year. So I mean, we are in title town here. I'm just saying we are in Title Town. I know the Patriots didn't do so high. I know the Red Sox didn't do so high. But both the C's and the B's now are all there.
0: All right, let's move on. Um, so I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I could have just cl- kept my mouth shut and not said anything. But um, so so having fun right away, winning races. But it's one thing to do well in your division on tracks that you know all the time because you learned all your tracks. And, and you mentioned how close the cars um, weirdly raced. Um, but now it's time to go up against the best of the best at the runoffs, Indianapolis, um, with your dad there. And, and I watched the race and, um, there's this guy from the Northeast who used to be in spec racer Ford, or lands on the podium. How was that, yeah. that week?
1: How uh, was that week? That week was absolutely amazing. Like honestly, I was actually, my dad actually wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. She, couldn't get there. Oh, I yeah, thought he was they, there. He was having some health issues okay. and he was struggling to drive there. Mm. But I, I'll be honest. So first of all, the week was, was awesome, right. right? I mean, out of the gate, I did the test. So I, the luck I had is i have been to Indy. So I'd been to Indy and in the Spec Racer for it. I had video, right? <laughs> so I knew the, the where the track was going to be fast for me. So, And I was always fast in all the sweeping type stuff. It's never the straights I'm fast. Stuff. Big dudes that were just, we got problems in right. straights go through those turns. We got it. So, um, I knew the track. I was fast out of the gate. I think first test session, fastest car, second, third test session, you know, one or two, whatever. And then we called one, two, three. In fact, I think I qualified second and actually I had the pole after right. day one. I was like, Holy crap. It was awesome. Um, you know, when the race in the front row, I went in that race though, knowing I was racing against like two or three cars though, like a team. I went in there D- Dave Dodder, had, um, John Phillips and he had a son. And I knew that it was intron against the three, even though that he gave me some, some advice and help and all that. I knew that it was that team against me. So, um, it made it interesting right out of the gate. And unfortunately, you know, the start wasn't the way I wanted it to be, I had to, I had to make some ground, but, um, great race, right? I mean, think about it. First time at the runoffs that I'm podium, you know, I, I, same thing I was crying uh it, it uh let me help that there so' I'm not <laughs> my <right>. camera <laughs> I was crying same thing you know Hayward was there and you know seeing me come off I had lots of friends that showed up just for the race um I'll tell you that that whole podium celebration is amazing and it wasn't quite the same at VIR, but like, they walk you through all these things, like yeah, this press room where you, I felt like an F1 star. It was crazy. And it was a little different than what they did at VIR. But well, um,
0: VIR was also <laughs> doing a hurricane.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I a lot of things were
0: weird right. at VIR.
1: <laughs> I, I, I figured that's what it was, but you know, I, I, I was happy at that point. Yeah. I just on the podium, came home. Dad was like super proud when he first saw me, right, came up and he was like, Oh man, you're a star, all that stuff. And you know, that's just, that's just what you wanted to hear. He was super proud. So it was, uh, I couldn't complain. Yeah. I couldn't have the fastest lap of the race. So everything was great. So (laughs) VIR
0: is great. And we're going to talk about that. Um, You know, and, and we race at some of the best racetracks in the country, no doubt, but Indianapolis there's something about Indianapolis.
1: We, is, we, we grow
0: up, you know, and, and back when you and I were kids, there was only one way to race at Indy.
1: Right. And that Indy. was in an
0: Indy car. Yep. And uh, I don't know about you, but I knew that wasn't going to be me as much as I wanted to be. Um, yep. you know, that was a whole different, that was a whole different level of checkbook that I was ever going to have. Um, and talent. Let's just, let me put that out there too. <laughs> there's a whole different level of yeah. talent there. Um, but to be able to take our, our little club cars and go to what I would say is probably the most important even today racetrack in the world and win and, and be on the podium, that that's gotta be just just next level, right?
1: It's, def- it's definitely more special, right? Because it's a it's I'll call it a pro track, right? Yeah a lot of famous people that have been there and um you know even the victory circle stand is just amazing you know i, I took tons of pictures i one of my fate you can't tell on this but on my work computer one of my favorite pictures is actually in the infield uh, where it says gasoline alley up there in the car it's yeah. it, it's just it is cool it's a, it's a fantastic facility i'm sure sec will be going back at some point um, I, I Hey listen Everyone say I, I have a good time Yeah um, I think it is special But You know I think they're all special In their own way
0: And I think we're at the right spot For a break Because Let's go to We're gonna We're gonna go on to To what was What I call your dream season I'm I don't know That all there right. would be anything else To call it right um, and, uh, So finish. Yeah It was an absolutely Absolutely fantastic finish A little soggy <laughs> lot of stuff going on there when we come back we're going to talk about steve's championship run and uh some hardware he's got sitting behind him there and all of that we'll do that next time inside the scca don't go anywhere hear that believe it or not summer is just around the corner We're back inside the SECA. I'm Brian Polanski. My guest, Steve Intro. Talking racing.
1: Yeah. Having yeah. a great time. It's the only thing to be
0: talking, right? Windham. Wy- Windham, New Hampshire. What's the temperature in Windham these days? Oh, you told me it was like really nice.
1: Yeah, it was, well, it was nice today. I can't figure. Listen, I don't know what is going on here. That just means we're going to get snow in like April or something <laughs> like that. But it has been actually sports car weather the last two days. Really? Top down of- weather? 60 degrees. Wow. Jesus, man. It's weird. It's weird, but that just
0: means you are going to get hit hard. Sure. Sure. All right. So it's now weird. we're going to fast forward to 2022. This kind of like, this is your life. <laughs> 2022's here. You're coming off a podium at the runoffs in Indy. And uh, how does your, your pre-runoff season go in 2022?
1: Well, you know... It was interesting because my first race of the year is. Hey, listen, we're gonna if the runoffs with the VIR, let's go get some practice. Let's go. Let's go see what it's like. So I went down there in April, and I, boy, I can't remember. I think the weather might have been a little cool, but uh, it, it didn't quite work the way I wanted it to. <laughs> uh, out of the gate, uh, qualifying, I put I put my good tires on, a brand new set, and you know everyone knows the magic set, the magic. The magic lap is like lap three and I knew it. And I think it might've been two though. I might've been off of one and I spun the car out. And from that point on, I didn't have any clean tracks. So I had a horrible qualifying. That's what I wanted to get down to. So I think I started like sixth or seventh or something like that. Far enough back though, right? That you had to fight. So I ended up fighting and I was making a pass for the lead on the back straight and had some contact. And that put me into like a hundred mile an hour spin off into the dirt. So that race didn't end too well. I don't know where I finished, but uh, we didn't finish in the top three. So second race came out there pretty flamed up after the the Saturday race and ended up winning that race and and that was good. So it was one of those things where it was good and bad. Right, right? right. I took a scary ride to be honest with you at 100 miles an hour, spinning through the grass in one of these cars. I don't. I'm lucky it didn't didn't do one of these rollovers. over. Sure, sure. Um, but then the next day recovered, did a win. So. Good and bad. I'll leave it that way, but I learned a lot. How about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of your lead up to the runoffs, pretty, pretty stout or pretty, was it an up and down season?
1: Pretty good. Yeah. I, so <laughs> this is, that's a good, so the next race was summit point and, you know, coming off a high VIR go to, go to the track. And, um, I like summit point don't go there a lot, but I've got some seat time there. And I think I qualified second. So on the front row, first race we go and I'm like,
0: Who was on the front row with you at Summit?
1: Some guy named Rich Roman.
0: Okay. Remember that name. Put it in the back (laughs) of your memories, folks, because we're going to get back
1: to that here. We're going to get back. He he smoked me. Like, he checked out. (laughs) I'm sitting like, wait a minute. I had won every single race in 2021. I was on the podium at at the runoffs. coming in 2022. Have a spin, so that's a fluke. Win the next race, and then all of a sudden I'm like, holy smokes. This guy just, he smoked me. And I said, wow, I got to go figure out what's going on. And I did a little bit of video, watch and stuff like that. So I said, day two, I need to stick with him." And I did that. And we had an unbelievable race where every single lap, every single lap, we were passing each other into one through two, sometimes three. And it was so damn clean. And on the last lap, he got me in three. And I knew I was fastened in one spot. It was the turn before the straight I was coming up on him and I missed the shift. Hmm. So he <laughs> won the race, but you know what? Super clean. Like we were door to door all the time. Take that note down. Yeah, remember, This we, guy knows what he's doing. We he's remember. fast and he's clean. So that was my first time. Right. So then we raced at the Glen and I, I, I was a little faster than there. I won one race, was going to win the second, but the car had a, a little shutdown that made me get like third or something like that. But he was there and he was fast. I think he might have won one of them. And then maybe second or third, the second one, super clean, no contact. At that point, we started to talk. I'm like, listen, I like this guy. He's fast and he's clean. And uh, that's where the plan started for the runoffs. So Uh, I learned in 2021 that you can't go out there and be by yourself. You need to have some partners.
0: And that's a little different, right? Than Spec Racer Ford, because you definitely have to have partners in Spec Racer Ford. That, 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 but it's a different type of partnership, right? Because you could partner with anybody in a Spec Racer Ford.
1: Yeah, you that, know. That, exactly. And, exactly. And, exactly. They're a little more equal cars, like, they're exactly
0: equal. Right. And it's, and it's a common practice, you yep. know, and and people might not really think of B Spec as a drafting class, and and but there's some of that there as well. But in Spec Racer Ford, if you don't have partners, you're not you going to run up front. Part.
1: Yep. I think that I think between whatever happened, happened in 21, but it happened in 2022. I think people are going to realize mm. you need to have some partners, especially on the tracks that have long straights like next year road America. You're going to have to have partners. Right. So I knew I needed one. I knew this guy. Be- before um, you uh,
0: you say that though, did you see Frank at Sebring? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No partner needed there.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no partner needed in that. In that. Yep. He did. He took so. off. But 100%. anyway,
0: let's, let's go back uh, to the, to the runoffs. Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, so I think it was July timeframe and I'm sitting there thinking about, okay, what am I going to get with the runoffs? Who, who should I go with? And his name came to rise to the top. I gave him a call. I said, Hey, what are you doing? you going the runoffs. Yep. Hey, you're fast. Right. I saw, actually I saw him by the way, I, I, I missed a point. I did see him at VIR too. In fact, Q one or two, He was faster than me on that by a little bit. Right. So I knew that this guy was fast. Uh, So, so I called him up and we started to talk and we came up with a plan. We talked about what test days we're going to do. We talked about what tires we're going to put on for every test day. And we went out there and said, okay, let's you go in front. Then I go in front and let's see where we're faster together. And it happened to be that we were faster together with me in the front. stuck to the plan and it's all history from there. Right. I mean, we were the fastest one, two, every single time we're on the track.
0: So the plan was for you two to be partners throughout the whole week and then get to race day. Now I got to tell you, I've been doing this for 30 plus years and that whole partnership thing sounds really good until it's go time in a race. And especially it's not any race. It's it's the it's the the it's the race for the whole guacamole here, and and you guys had the plan to work together, and and he stuck to it.
1: Yeah, you know, partners gotta trust each other, and I've been in situations where a partner did not stick to the plan, right? So uh, it's very important. And Rich is a stand-up guy, right? I, I've I've always said it. He deserves the championship just as much as me um, we did exactly what we said we do. He, he knew he was me at one spot in the track and he took his shot at the very end there. And it was that close. (laughs) I mean, and he could have tried to go earlier, right? He could have tried to go earlier and that would have screwed us up. I think it would have put those third and fourth place cars right dead in the fight. And, you know, I, I appreciate and respect what he did by being patient to the right time to do it.
0: So you know you've got this big thing hanging over your left shoulder there. Yeah,
1: that. Yep. This that. one. Nope. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That one there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, once you get one of those, you want a second one, right? Absolutely. Now you, you know, runoffs are back at VIR this year.
1: Hey, I'm 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 not going there just to drive around.
0: But you had a partner in for the first one.
1: Now one would think that
0: when you got a partner for the first one, there might be some sort of a belief that you're going to have a partner for the second one and that you're going to return the favor. Yeah,
1: That's a good question there. That, so that, I'm not going to be honest. And I'm you know, my honest. job I here is pondered, to be, a, my, I pondered that discussion. My, my job <laughs> here is to be the crap stirrer. You know? <laughs> so Rich and I have already talked. Okay. And Rich wants to go to the runoffs again. In fact, he's probably going to rent one of my cars at the Glen because I got two cars. I got a, it's in the process of being rebuilt, but um, um, I'm gonna try to help get him there, and then I've got some other people that have been reaching out too. Mm. Uh, I've got a good buddy of mine locally here, a guy named Malosh, who really helps me out a lot. He drives a mini and he's getting fast. He won the New England region championship this year. Um, I think he's gonna be uh, have an opportunity to be up there, and then there's one or two other people that I've talked to, but. Um, it's going to be interesting. It might be more than just one partner. Okay. I don't know. I think it's going to come down to the experience that happens in the year and, you know, how we do when we get there at the runoffs, but, um, we got to see, we got to see.
0: So I I did not know rich prior to VAR. Um, and I was fortunate enough to, there's a whole crew from DC region who do everything together. Um, and they had a couple corner workers, a couple of grid workers and some drivers, and they had all had a chalet at VIR. And as, as, as we've talked about a lot on the podcast, the weather, well, and we did the live podcasts from there, the weather was just bat shit crazy Pardon yep. my French. Um, and, uh, and in the evenings, I mean, there was one, one evening, I really thought the motor home was going to end up somewhere in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I, I was invited to hang out with the, the folks from DC region after your race and Rich was yeah. there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right there at the grid, right? Up yeah. Top, up top yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. All all good people.
0: So this, but, but, but I have he, he could not this is a guy who came in second, okay, with yep. a with a legit shot to win a national championship. And he could not say nicer things about you. Yeah, and how pr- class, uh, and how proud saying. how proud he was of you for sticking to the plan and giving him a shot in the last corner on the last lap, and it was fair up straight up win, and he was obviously his first podium at the runoff, so that was great. Regardless, yeah. but you know, yeah, I, I was just so impressed with him.
1: Yeah, he again um, the way he drives right just shows his character right? and the fact that he drives respectful and I, I, I drive just like, him. like I, we, we do not, we're going to be fair. And we're not going to, I'm not going to hit somebody to take him, Right. And we did that. And, you know, again, we, like you said, he stuck to, the, I mean, I'm the guy in the front. It's usually me to say we stuck to the plan, but, but in the end, if, if at the end there, if he tried to pass me, I could have done something stupid. Right. I could have moved over left and tried to prevent that stuff. I didn't want to play that game. He has, he had a shot at the best spot where he knew he was fastest. Right. And I'll like, it was probably what that close. Oh, uh,
0: It was, yeah, it was close. It,
1: it was like what? Seven thousandths of sex, 7,800, I don't know, 78,000ths, I think of a second or something like that. It was close. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, we go back and we partner again and he very well can beat me Yep. Uh, and I'd be just as happy. I'd be just as happy. I'll tell you that now. I, right. I, I got out of the car and mine's crying and all that stuff. I said the same <laughs> thing. I said, rich deserves this just as much as I do. Yeah. All
0: um, right.
1: Before I get I'll, I'll always appreciate that.
0: Before we take a trip to the hardware store. Yeah. Cause you've, you've collected some, um, just... um, there was a little thing at the end of the race that happened. Um, and, uh, some of your competitors decided that it was time to make sure everyone's being honest. Um, "Quote unquote, we're gonna make sure everyone's being honest." Um, yeah, big old protest. You and David Doughtery and and one of the the other,
1: uh, yeah, uh, Riley Sawyer. Right, right.
0: That, there was a protest on on the lead car of every make, so yeah. it was a Mini got protested. Doughtery's, um, what was Doughtery in?
1: Uh, he was in a Sonic.
0: Yeah, he was in a Sonic, and then I think one of the Hondas Mazda. also. Or it, was the Ma- Mazda. it was a Mazda, right? So. Yep. It uh, turns out every single one of you were legal. Of course. Which uh, you certainly weren't surprised by that. Um, yeah. what, what, what's your thought on that thought process? Well, uh, I tell
1: you, you're going to put me on a spot. Am.
0: That's my job and, here. And,
1: you know, I'm glad that I've had, uh, what, four or five months to think about this because it'd be slightly different answer, but not much different. I was disappointed by the protest, straight up. Um, those that know me, I, I'm not that guy officer in the military. I have my hood up all the time. You want to come look and see what I do. Come talk to me. What disappointed me the most about that whole situation. Those that protested never came and talked to me. Mm. Everyone came and looked at my car. Didn't do anything. That's where I have the problem. I, if you're, if you're going to have enough guts to go protest somebody, go talk to them, go understand who they are. Go understand, ask them some questions. I, I thought it was kind of um, just not the right way to do it. Mm. Not right way to do it. And I was pretty upset on how it happened. Um, you want to question my integrity, come talk to me first and come look at my car. Come look at what I did. Know, know what's happening before you want to go out there. And that might be me. might be my upbringing. I wouldn't do that to somebody. Don't hide behind anything and go do it. Just right. go talk to people. I think when you talk to people, you're going to find out a lot. Yeah. You did a really
0: nice, nice job because I had you on the show that night, and I asked you that question that night. No, I we had you on the next day, I
1: think, because yeah, you were it, tearing it, your it, car you apart. No, 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 because we raced on Friday, and I I left Saturday. So, but oh, you, we th- raced on Saturday. We raced on Saturday. Yeah, but no, it, no, that was that night. That was that night.
0: I thought maybe we had you on Sunday morning, like bright and early, before you drove out.
1: Oh, whatever, you know what? You're
0: right. Whatever the You're case right. was, I it asked you the question, movie. and you did a really good job of deflecting. Cause I know you wanted to say more and you didn't. So I give you props for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I was, I was pretty hot. Yeah. And different, and Not just me.
0: Others oh, are I'm sure. No, I'm sure.
1: You know, so. it's just, it's just not the, it, again, just if you're not, if just because someone's winning, go, go understand, go talk to them. Yeah. And I just can't, the, the insinuation is what, what I didn't like about it. It, uh, People got to go spend some time. Hey, listen, go, go, go get fast right. and then see what it's like. Right. Yeah. It's different. It's different.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's put that to bed for now. Yep. Um, Hardware time. We're going to go to the we're going to go to the superstore here because uh, you got a whole bunch of it behind you. I see the two runoffs trophies. Obviously, we've talked about that. Um, You were also at this uh, current last national uh, convention. You, yes. uh, you got a chance to uh,
1: Northeast, Northeast. Oh,
0: wait. Oh no. Go ahead. Well, so, so the Northeast uh, driver of the year happened also, but before yeah. that you were, you were awarded the Kimberly, the Kimberly cup, uh, yeah. which is, yeah. uh, the SCCA award for most improved driver. The names who've won that have, are pretty, pretty stout. You've that's added, added cool. your last your your name to a good list of uh, drivers there. Um, that's going to be also pretty, uh, pretty proud after 20, so, you know, usually most improved driver is a guy who's been doing it or a driver's been doing it for a couple of years. You know, right. you, you got yours 26 years in or
1: twenty. <laughs> that's pretty it took cool. took me 26 years to actually improve. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool no, though, right? It, it, I, I, I don't want to talk about necessarily one, but I, I have just been blessed. That's all I'm going to say. Like when you look at my 2022, there were new track records. There were many wins. There was pole position. There was national champion. There was the veteran honorary award you gave me. Mm -hmm. There was the G-Dub award you gave me. There was the Kimberly Cup. I just got the Northeast Division um, uh, Driver of the Year. It was the Northeast champion, the Northeast Majors champion. Like, it's crazy. I I am far blessed. I'm happy. Uh, There's no way I'll get even close to that ever again. Um, and I won't ever forget that year. I won't ever forget that year. That's all I can say. Doesn't mean I'm not coming for it in 2023. Of course. But I'll never forget that year.
0: Of course. Well, I, I think you deserved it. I think you earned it. I know. I don't think you deserved it. I think you earned it. I don't think anybody deserves anything in this, in this, maybe if someone, you know, finishes third, third or second, 12 times and then gets it, maybe they deserved it. Um, but I think you earned it. And, um, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good people skills behind that too, you know. Uh, you know, you don't get to the club. Pe- people don't give out awards to people in this club who've been around for twenty six years if you've ticked off too, if you've ticked off too many people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's true. So, I mean, um, I mean, yep. Be it, be yeah, exactly. You're spot on. You gotta so, be smart. You gotta gotta build relationships. I mean, that that's just. I say that my sponsors, right? I I got a fair amount of sponsors on my racing team and it's all about relationships.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a chance to thank all of them in just a minute. Um, You've got um, one or two more cars in the garage. Uh, Beyond the race cars. No, 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 no.
1: Just the race cars. So I got, I got two race cars. They're both B spec minis. Right. Okay. They were identical. Okay. Uh, and then I've got another mini out there right now that I just parted. Okay.
0: Um, well, the reason thanks. I ask is, guy, I have an idea who's got who, who's got eyes on that second mini. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> and and you're about to become a third generation racing family, right?
1: Uh, yes, yes. So good, good, good point. So I, obviously, I got two, three kids, but two that are very interested in getting in the car. In fact, two of them have been in the car, but. Um, this year, I've got plans for each of them to do two uh, track days. Okay, track days. I'm, I'm I'm pulling back a little bit. Might do some autocross. Might put them in a, a CRE, a competition race experience. Um, but I, I I bought a third car just so they can go drive around and learn a stick. Because one was sixteen. Yeah. First time at the track was fifteen, and he didn't have a license or anything. So yeah, there's going to be definitely. The next generation in a, in a race car um they got a lot of a lot of work to go but um they're going to be dedicated which is what i like
0: nice nice how does that feel after you being you know the track rat second generation and um um notice i didn't call you a track brat because then i'd have to call myself that too um uh, no, but-
1: I, I call myself a track brat it's all good i think it's awesome hey listen SCCA is always a family, right? Yeah. It's always a family event. Uh, when I go, I take as many family members as are not either doing some sports event or doing something else. They like to be there. You know, my wife and I are flaggers. My mom's a time and score. My my daughter's been out flagging too. My other daughter does TNS. Um, I mean, we're all involved. It's a family thing. We love it. It's, it's SCCA is yeah. awesome. My, my-
0: my team comes out now and, you know, we used to watch Mythbusters and never did I think that, that they would be a, in, in tech, but it all make that makes sense now. You know, they, they like looking under the hood and, like to learn that, and yeah. that kind of stuff, you know? So, um, you know, so I've got a third generation as well. And um, you know, I wouldn't be the person I am today without my time in the SCCA. It is so molded a lot of my friendships and the way I think about life and uh, the methodology that I use when I'm tackling a problem I learned through the club by putting cars together and taking them apart and uh, and learning how to take apart a, a lap at a racetrack um, it's just it's it's just so much that we get out of it and um, and it's all about people right
1: yeah no spot on I it's funny too because definitely the people are great and, and that's what make you come right but the other thing that really makes me go is I don't think about work mm. right. That's that's my that's my release, and it's the same with flagging or racing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I love both. I yeah. love both. Unfortunately, there's just not enough time in the world to do both all the time.
0: Well, I always tell people, people always ask me, why don't you do racing broadcasting full time? And and I would I would tell people, then what do I do on my weekends? You know what <laughs> what, what 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 do I have as a hobby? But now as I get to the later parts of my broadcasting career, I'm out actually doing racing broadcasting as, as part of what I do. And, and who knows where that's going to go at this point, but um, all right. So this is the time you've already, you've already flashed the flash, the beer symbol a couple times. T- t- tell well, us it's about it. I'm
1: drinking the beer. I, I'm, I'm, I kind of stopped. Cause I'm basically it's done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's your problem. You didn't plan well enough. You needed to have a cooler next to you.
1: I did. That's spot on. Next time we're going to have lots of beer. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt. There's going to be lots of beer. In fact, we might have to have a beer party when we do it next time.
0: Nice, nice. So, uh, we'll, so, who are the sponsors? Get, get let, let's Yeah. Get all so out there. I got
1: a, I got a, I got a little booklet from me. So there's another benefit, right? I got I got to push out to my wife. Oh, you have a hero card. I, yeah. It's it's this. My wife is awesome. She's she's gotten most of my sponsors, but she puts these pamphlets together. It Helps out so much, and we send them out. That's how we talk to our sponsors. But I got to I got to call out my sponsors. Okay. Um, before, Three Path
0: before you do that, tell yeah. your wife that I'm going to have her on as a guest to talk about how to help other racers do what you've done. Oh
1: yeah, no, nope. awesome. Yeah, she'll, okay. She would love to do that. Now, yeah. I mean, that's her. She's in. A, she owns a communications yeah. business, right? So she's good at that stuff. That's she right. knows how to write. I, I don't know how to write. Yeah. I, I can barely speak. So,
0: all right, go so, ahead. Uh, Sponsor. So,
1: uh, Sripat Technology is the first one. These guys are great. Uh, picked them up at the runoffs, believe it or not. And now they've come up as a full major sponsor this year. So that's been awesome. Obviously, Blackhawk Brewing, best beer you can have out of Oxford, Connecticut. Uh, every race I go to, I they give me cases of beer and I give them out to the volunteers because why? The Volunteers are awesome, right? I mean, I'm a volunteer and they do they do everything. They're the reason why we can race, right? So uh, Blackhawk has been awesome providing beer at every single party of every track that I go to. Uh, Boston Mobile Tire. These guys, again, it's a guy, one-man band. Guy drives around his truck and he does tire mounting, right? And, and he's, a, he's a car enthusiast. So he comes up to New Hampshire and he does all my stuff. So I really appreciate that. Veloce Engineering, another great company. Uh, bringing cash to the table that helps me do what I need to do. But they do a lot of prototype and engineering type work, a lot of 3D printing, stuff like that. Again, out of Connecticut, but a great crew. Uh, mini Bedford. I actually picked up a good mini dealership. Uh, which is a nice thing to have. Yeah. A baby face fabrication makes the best cage in the world out of out of North Carolina. Drove two cars down there from New Hampshire. So that is the place to go for a cage. G Lock brakes, right? You can't see. I don't like to use my brakes to be honest with you, <laughs> but when I do, it's usually at a threshold. And I know I have the confidence with with, with Danny and the, the G Lock brakes that come with it. They've been awesome. And then obviously my wife's company, IntromCon.com. So Great sponsors, many, you know, Summit Racing, Hankook Tire, all those contingency sponsors. Those guys are awesome, too. It's been amazing, amazing B-Spec experience. Right. B-Spec great class, growing, got to keep going. I mean, I can't wait to see what this place is going to look like in two or three years because, man, so many people are building cars, and it's an exciting place to be. All
0: right, so on the last note going out, um, you broke a record at the runoffs, by the way. I don't know if you know
1: this. I think I might know which one it is. Which is it?
0: The <laughs> longest victory lap in the history of motorsports.
1: Yeah, I love that. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's a real record, but if it was.
0: No, I'm calling it a record.
1: I, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I'm proud of that because, you know, we got in my clown car, that little Mini Cooper, and the whole <laughs> family got in there, So and my crew guy, guy named Spencer Dickinson, so Melissa, my wife, three kids, and the Spencer guys, that's what, six of us. In a mini. Six, Let's start with that. Six people in that clown car, right? Yeah. So you can imagine it was tight. And, and you're all
0: wet and musty and damp. It must have been the most disgusting
1: thing in the world. It wasn't wet <laughs> like in the car, to be honest, except for the water. I was spraying the sweat I yeah. had. But, but, you know, they'd never done this before. And I got, the, you know, my daughter had to have the flag. Yeah. You know, out the window and my crew guys right in front there, but the flaggers every, talk about the every flaggers. turn, Yeah, every turn I knew somebody and, and and the flags were happening and I just had to stop and, yeah. you know, send my thanks. I mean, one of them, one guy came running up. Um, It was just awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I, my, my, I have not shown my in car camera to anybody, but that's something special for me. And, and uh, that, that victory lap was, was super, super special. Yeah.
0: Steve, thank you. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. you. You've earned all of what you have behind you. And uh, again, your family's done so much for the club. And um, it's uh, it's really cool to see and, and tell these stories. And, and your story is why I do this podcast. You know, and yeah. story, your story and stories like yours is why I yep. do this. Yep. Um, we're, we're, we're all about the stories and, um, and I, this has been just a ton of fun. I, I look forward to seeing you and, and Rich and whatever other po- posse you put together this year to try to do it again. And uh, it should be a ton of fun. So
1: Brian, first of all, I appreciate it. Right. Uh, I always enjoy, you know, sitting down, talking with you. You've been a great friend for a long time. Uh, a shout out to you and Greg because you guys are doing a fantastic oh, job with the Hoosier Super Tour live broadcasting that you guys are doing. I think you just finished up Coda. I'm not sure if you got another one coming up this yeah, but one
0: or of not. those coming up this this weekend.
1: Is that this weekend? Yep. I, I I I unfortunately I'm busy, but I can tell you I watched a little bit of the Coda, but a lot of the Sebring, and um, I think it's a great plus. And I think you guys do it. Both you and Greg are doing a fantastic job. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you
0: guys are doing that. All right. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside the SCCA. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the Racing Wire Podcast Network and the Racing Network on YouTube. So you won't miss any episodes. It would also be great if you would leave a comment, especially if it's a good one. If it's a bad one. Leave it on some other series podcast. And also follow us on social media. Find out what our next who our next guests are. And leave a question on Twitter. It's at RacingWireNet. There's a new Inside the SCCA every week. I am Brian Belansky. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. Stay safe and go play with cars. I'm Dorsey Schrader, and when I'm on my way to race, I'll listen to the SCCA podcast Inside
1: the Short bus.
0: Inside the SCCA is a presentation of the Racing Wire Podcast Network and Rural 15 Productions. This podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or sponsored by the Sports Car Club of America. The views expressed within are those of the host and our guests and not that of the SCCA.